The AP Pro Football Podcast is presented by Cairn University. Hey, this is Russell Wilson. This is Joe Montana. This is Dak Prescott. Hey, this is Jason Kelsey, and you're listening to Rob Motti. Rob Motti. Rob Motti. Rob Motti. I am Rob Motti. Welcome to the AP Pro Football Podcast. We're a week out from the NFL draft in Vegas. That's going to be wild. The wildest offseason, maybe in NFL history, keeps getting crazier every day. Now it's 49ers star wide receiver Debo Samuel, who may be on the move based on reports coming out Wednesday. There's a lot of speculation about Debo and his contract status. I heard a report saying he doesn't want to be used as a running back. I don't know about that because I spoke to Debo at the Super Bowl on this podcast and asked him specifically about running the ball, and he said he enjoys being versatile. He likes that role. So we'll talk to Debo's quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, coming up. Jimmy G, he may be on the move as well. So stay tuned. A very interesting conversation with the San Francisco, for now, San Francisco 49ers quarterback and his dad, Tony. He also joins us. And former NFL player and now a do-everything star, Akbar Baja Biamila, he joins us. Akbar hosts American Ninja Warrior. He co-hosts The Talk. He does a lot. He's also, like Marshall Falk, who was on the show last week, he's a San Diego State alum, so he's very excited about their new stadium. Here's my conversation with Akbar Baja Biamila. Akbar, appreciate you joining me on the AP Pro Football Podcast. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing now, your role with San Diego State. I, I know I'm sure you're a proud alum. Oh yes, yeah, they're they're bringing me back, but not to play though. I'm not I'm not getting ready to play. Uh, although I wish I I had a couple more plays in me, um, but they've got plenty of talent there over at San Diego State. But I've come back uh, not only as an alumni but as an ambassador. Uh, San Diego State um, is getting ready to reveal what I think is going to be the best sport venue in all of uh, the country and all of college football. Snapdragon Stadium. So uh, I'm super excited to see Snapdragon, Snapdragon Stadium debut September 3rd against Arizona. It's going to be amazing. This is special. It's been a long time waiting. Um, I can tell you for, you know, for so many years, you know, when you think about San Diego State football, you think about the rich tradition. But there's always been one thing that San Diego State football has never had, and that's its own stadium. And so to be opening up the next season with Snapdragon Stadium, I think is probably one of the best things for, for San Diego State, uh, to be able to get that property, to get that lot, and to be able to invite not only the entire city, but everybody from all over to come watch some good football. What do you think it's going to mean for the students, uh, the faculty, everyone on campus to see this beautiful new stadium? And then also, Akbar, for the recruiting process, I'm sure it's going to be able to help bring in some blue chip high school players. Yeah, that's it. I mean, because, you know, look, recruiting is different now. You know, uh, facilities have always been one of the things that sold programs. But even more so now, the kids are into if you got the new helmet and if you got the new shoes and the, and the swag, they want swag, but they also want something that they can be proud of. And I think the San Diego State's new Snapdragon Stadium is one that you go, whoa, like I'm coming here to be able to bring in that blue chip type of talent. We've got the coaches. We've got the athletes. We've got the, the scheduling. We have the stadium. We have it 360 now. 
This is a multi-sport venue. I mean, this is, you're going to be able to play multiple sports there, but it's also going to be multi-purpose. I mean, this is going to be a multi-purpose venue to where the school, the faculty, everyone's going to take a certain pride, you know, at San Diego State knowing like, hey, you see San Diego State West? I mean, that there's a whole west side of the campus now. Um, so we've we've grown the footprint for, for San Diego State. And uh, I just think, and everyone knows this, if you've got great sport venues, you've got great facilities on campus, it makes the educational and the athletic experience that much better. What do you remember most when you look back at your time there at the school? Do you have any fond favorite memories? Anything that sticks out for you? Oh boy, yeah, I have a lot of I have a lot of memories. Um, I, I would say probably my most uh, was probably graduating from San Diego State would probably be my most proud moment, uh, being able to graduate in four years over at San Diego State. But then I think also you know the the scheduling San Diego State. You know we were you know we've grown the program over the years, but we were never afraid to take on anyone. And that was something, I mean, I think about my career, we played Ohio State. We played USC. Um, you know, they played Michigan. We played some of the big names in, in all of college football. And, you know, San Diego State has always had that. And I, I've always loved that about it. You know, you know, there's a perception about what San Diego State is, but we've shown the world you know, over the last, you know, decade, how, how serious we are about not only academics. Um, I know because <laughs> I know a lot of kids trying to get into San Diego State and it's it, it's an academically um, advanced school and athletically we're right there. So, like I said, we are the 360. We're everything. You get everything at San Diego State. Um, another favorite moment was playing in our first, for me, my first bowl game was 1998 playing in the Las Vegas Bowl, going up against North Carolina. Ronald Curry was the quarterback there. And just the hoopla around it. And um, that, was a, that was a proud moment uh, for us. We were co-champs that year uh, for the Mountain West. And uh, I'll never forget that moment. Akbar, I talked to a lot of guys about their transition from NFL football to whatever the next phase of their life is going to be. Because your career in, in a league could be three years, four years, 10 years. Who knows what it is? You've done very well for yourself, man. You're involved in a lot of different things, and, and uh, it's exciting to see. How were you able to prepare yourself for that transition? Because for some guys, it becomes they're missing they're missing whatever it is they got from football, and they can't find it in the real world. Yeah, that is so hard to try to duplicate that, Rob. Uh, in the real world, you're not going to find that. It's going to take time to find that type of camaraderie, to find people who have a common interest. That's the beauty of athletics. Athletics gives you that commonality that you get to grow with somebody in that situation. And, and I think, you know, you know, people chase when you're done with playing sports, whether it's football, volleyball, basketball, baseball, you're chasing after that type of camaraderie. And that can be challenging. Um, and what a lot of athletes go through once they get done playing sports, whether it's at the college level or the pro level, is you go through an identity crisis. You've identified for so long as an athlete and it can be challenging. And that's why I try to stress to all the young folks out there who, you know, student athletes, make sure you take your education seriously. And I know, you know, at the risk of I'm sounding like an old guy here, but it really <laughs> is important because my story has been one that I, I tell so many, I tell people, I wrote this in my book, um, that I always knew that I was more than an athlete. San Diego State provided that for me. Um, I went in knowing that I wanted to be a communication major or something that I knew 
for a very long time. And uh, when I got to San Diego State, they were like, hey, you know, here are the options. I was like, I want to do communication. I know exactly what I want to do. I was able to get that degree in new media studies at San Diego State. Shout out to PFSA. Um, but it was, it was one of those things where you go, wow, my career is over. What do you want to do now? And I go, well, I've only invested X amount of time in football and I've only amounted X amount of time. You know, you're thinking you're 18, 19, yeah. 20, 21. How much time, what are you investing your time in? For me, it was sports and academics. So those are the only two that things that I had actual uh, equity in. And so I bankrolled that into my broadcast career afterwards. And then it just kind of took off from there. So um, I'm doing exactly what I got my degree in. Well, you're doing so much, right? American Ninja Warrior, you're involved in. You got the ambassador role right now, San Diego State, bold and the beautiful, right? You've had a, a recurring role on on there, co-host of the talk. How do you balance all that? And, and what is, you know, how much fun are you having living out everything you had gone to school hoping for and preparing for? Yeah, I, I would. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it a buck with you, man. It, it is challenging to 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 balance all of that, because on top of that, I'm a father and a husband. Um, you know, I've got four kids. Uh, I've got one in college. I've got three here, at, you know, at the house uh, that are 13 years old and twins that are 10. And so it is challenging trying to figure out, you know, where to to kind of spread yourself. Hey, I got to spend some time with my kids and I got to you know, make sure I check in with my wife. Meanwhile, I got to study script and study on update. And, you know, like even right now doing this interview, you know, I've got a lot of study notes to prepare for. We start filming season 14, the uh, semifinals here in Los Angeles this week. And I've got about 300 names that I've got to go through and I've got to, to study. And but I put it on myself to make sure I understand every single athlete that I'm going to be calling their run. That's a very important to me. So there is a balancing act there, but I will say with scheduling, with time management, I think those things are possible. Is it a lot? Yes, but it is possible. And I think the most important thing is I'm having fun doing it. So I think, Rob, if I'm not having fun doing it, then it becomes miserable. So yes, it is a lot, but yeah. I'm having fun doing it. Uh, and especially to being able to add my voice to the conversation on the talk. Uh, that's exactly you know, that's exactly what I saw. Um, because when I got to San Diego State, the person that motivated me the most to get into communication was Oprah Winfrey. You know, oh, I used to, yeah, now don't judge me, Rob. I know you want to judge me, but <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm good cool with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I grew up watching Channel 7 soaps. So I was watching um, General Hospital, all my children, um, you know, loving and one life to live. But right at 3 p.m., right when I got home, right, because you had to tape it on tape. You remember old school? Yeah, tape? I used to watch Days of Our Lives. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I would take I would take the tape uh, of the soap operas. But I got home right at three o'clock, right in time to watch Oprah Winfrey, and I watched it for years till I got to San Diego State. And you know, because you know, you got to be macho and all this other kind of stuff. You know, San Diego State, I wouldn't let my boys know what I was watching. You know, I tried to you know, sneak in and watch my Oprah Winfrey because I had grown up watching it for so long. But uh, hey, hey, it worked out for you, man. It worked out for you. It prepared, prepared you well. Now, uh, last thing I wanted to, you're working with, uh, you do some work with the Asimov Foundation, right? Uh, yes. In, in regards to, um, the, the and also the Michael J. Fox Foundation. What inspired you to get involved in that? And what kind of uh, work are you doing? Yeah, so the Asamoah Foundation is, you know, um, my good friend uh, Namdi Asamoah and his family 
uh, we were, I was teammates with Namdi in Oakland with the, when I was with the Raiders, the Oakland Raiders and his family. And they're just doing good work and being able to give, you know, people who are underprivileged exposure. So for the kids in the inner city, giving them, you know, exposure to colleges and going on college tours. And then also too working with those in sub-Saharan Africa who, um, who literally are just trying to find opportunities. And so being able to create opportunities over overseas and uh, on the motherland in Nigeria has been one that has been really true to the Asamoah Foundation. And then the Michael J. Fox Foundation, you know, for all the Aztec fans, they remember my father coming down to the games uh, to support my brother and I as we played for San Diego State. My father was diagnosed with Parkinson's um, in like 2000, uh, 1998, 2000. And, and, that, that has been devastating. And my father still is fighting the good fight with Parkinson's disease. And I met a, a young ninja competitor on American Ninja Warrior who competed with Parkinson's. And it really inspired me to do more with my platform. I'd always kept the kind of this conversation about Parkinson's private. I thought it was just a family thing that we were dealing with. And I saw what he did and how motivational it was and inspiring it was. And I reached out to Michael J. Fox and they opened me with, you know, they, they welcomed me with open arms to be able to kind of use my platform to be able to bring awareness to bringing an end to the disease of uh, Parkinson's disease. So I've been doing some good work with them and they've raised a lot of money. Um, I think what sold me with Michael J. Fox was he says, look, I'm not trying to be in this foundation forever. I want to find the cure and shut down the foundation. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, that to me was mind blowing. I was like, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to do this forever. He wants to find the cure and be done. And I was like, I want to help you do that. Cause I want my father to be able to benefit from the cure of, of Parkinson's. Outstanding. Well, Akbar, uh, thank you for spending some time sharing a little bit about everything that you're doing. And I wish you a ton of blessings in, in everything going forward. Hey, thank you so much. And I would say September 3rd, Arizona state comes down to San Diego state to play it's Snapdragon Stadium. It's going to be a sold-out crowd. It's going to be one of the biggest. I'm going to be there, so I'm going to have a lot of fun. I'm going to bring a lot of my friends, a lot of my celebrity friends. We're going to have a good time down there at Snapdragon Stadium. I love that. I might make my way out there, too. All right, All right man. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank All you. Located 25 minutes from Center City, Philadelphia, Cairn University is a biblical university centered on Christ and His Word. In any one of our 70-plus on-campus or online programs, you will receive an explicitly biblical and intentionally Christian education that integrates your faith and work. Be taught and mentored by invested faculty. Participate in a dynamic campus life and grow in your faith as you prepare for what's next. Learn more about our undergrad and graduate programs at cairn.edu. That's C-A-I-R-N edu. Niners quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo is 37 and 16 as a starter in the NFL. After sitting behind Tom Brady in New England for a couple years, he led the Niners to a Super Bowl in 2019, a pair of road playoff wins at Dallas and Green Bay this past season. They nearly beat the Rams in the NFC Championship game, but the Niners traded a ton of assets to move up and draft Trey Lance last year. And Jimmy's future in San Francisco with one year remaining on his contract is uncertain at this point. He's also coming off 
shoulder surgery. So we talk about that and more. His dad, Tony Garoppolo, also joins us for the conversation as they discuss International Signing Day and the trade workforce. Hello, Rob. Hey, what's up, Jimmy? Hey, Tony. First, Jimmy, I got to ask you, how's your shoulder feeling, man? Where are you in that rehab process? Uh, it's feeling good. It's in a good spot right now. Surgery went really well. Um, about six weeks out from it right now, so we're still in the you know beginning process of this whole thing, but we're not throwing or anything like that. But no, I'm, I'm really happy with where it is. Do you think you're going to be ready to go for training camp or still too early to determine that? Uh, I think so. I, there's a lot of steps in between now and then, but uh, yeah, I, I think we'll be ready by then. All right. Now, I, I know there's a lot of questions surrounding you and uh, you don't want to address the Niners specifically, but how do you personally deal with uncertainty? Uh, honestly, I, I mean, this rehab is kind of helping. Uh, with rehab, you got to stay so locked in just every day, uh, focusing on these little victories, trying to get, you know, 1% better each day. And I think that uh, just keeps you focused because, I mean, there's a lot of hearsay, uh, a lot of situations that you can create in your own head and just drive yourself crazy. So I try to avoid that and you know just stay where I'm at right now. Well, you're at 37 and 16 as a starter in your career. You've won 70% of your, your games and you're a play or two away from taking the Niners to the Super Bowl for the second time in three years. Yet you still, there's the questions, as you said, a lot of hearsay, a lot of rumors, a lot of speculation. Do you feel that that's not warranted, that at this point of your career, you should know where you're going to be, what you're going to be doing, and not even have to compete for a starting job? Uh, honestly, I've always been a fan of competition. Uh, I think it brings out the best of everybody, myself included. Uh, it's kind of what we did in San Francisco this year. and you know, We got some pretty good results from it. So whenever there's a competition, I'm always, I'm always for it. I welcome it. But you know, it's, um, everyone's got a unique situation in the NFL. You know, there's, it's been a crazy offseason for a lot of people. So I, I'm not the only one in that boat, but... It's, um, you know, just got to take it in stride. I think it, uh, it's your story and you got to make it, make it what you want to be. You're right. It has, it has been a crazy wild off season, probably one of the, the strangest, craziest off seasons, uh, that, that I, I can remember. Dad, do you, Tony, do you say any, give him any advice to your son about that, how to deal with it, how to handle everything that's going on? Uh, I think he's doing a hell of a job on his own. Uh, I do say what I say, uh, the father, <laughs> Part of me comes out every so often, uh, whether he listens. He hears me. I don't know if he listens or not, but no, he's, he's his own man, and he, he knows how to handle himself. So what I just say is just uh, the communication between the two of us, just a fatherly type of thing. Well, I hear you on that. My dad gives me a whole lot of advice. Sometimes I follow it, sometimes I don't, but I usually am glad I did. Uh, Jimmy, you talked to Debo Samuel since yesterday. I know a lot of crazy stuff happened with Debo. Have you have you talked to him at all? Uh, not, I haven't talked to him since yesterday, but I mean, just the whole situation. Uh, it's, it's been talking about crazy offseason. That's, I don't know. I don't know how things like that happen. Uh, the guy's, uh, I think his play speaks for itself, what he does off the field. It's a whole other story. I mean, he's, he's one of a kind. He's just uh, he's a tone setter. He's a leader by example, how he talks, everything. I mean, it's just it's only a matter of time. The dude deserves it, and he's earned everything. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate you uh, answering those questions, Jimmy. Now, tell me, what is International Signing Day, and what's happening on this special day? Well, we're celebrating the, the kids that have decided to get into those skilled trades. And at the same time, we're trying to – to educate people that there's a major shortage in the world of skilled tradespeople. 
And uh, it's an alternative to college that a lot of kids might want to check out. Uh, it's very beneficial. It gives you a good career. You could earn a good living. Um, so, you know, college isn't for everyone. It's another alternative. But we're trying to get the word out. And there's a need for these workers. Well, we know how important these workers are, right? The trade force uh, to the country and, and the economy. Tony, you were, what, an electrician for 40 years. So the two of you guys, what led you to want to really kind of help people understand that there's a demand and an importance of a skilled workforce? Well, having been in the trades for that long, uh, I know firsthand that there was a shortage. And, you know, with people retiring, uh, it's continuing. And then uh, to join hands with Klein, Home Depot, and Home Builders Institute, it was sort of a no-brainer. And when uh, Jimmy and I were approached with this, it just it felt like it was just made a match made in heaven. So uh, it's something to give back to the to the world, I'll say. And I'm glad Jimmy is part of it. <laughs> Jimmy, what advice would you give some of the, the young students who are participating in this day who maybe have questions about uh, whether or not to go into college and, and pursue some sort of career that way or the skilled workforce and, and try and make a living when you look at what your dad was able to do and provide for your family? Yeah, I mean, speaking from experience, uh, just seeing my dad and, and what he went through, uh, being an electrician for 40 years, Provided a great life for me and my brothers. Uh, gave us every opportunity we could ever, you know, hope for. And it was just, uh, I have friends that have gotten into it. My dad actually has helped them out with it. It's just, whether it's HVAC, plumbing, electrician, I mean, the list goes on and on. But there's so many opportunities for kids. And it's just, uh, you know, I, I went to college to be a football player. Uh, I don't know if school would have worked out the, exactly great for me if I didn't play football. So, you know, maybe this would have been my path. But uh, I think it's just, it's another opportunity. It's another have for people to uh to open up their eyes to tony when did you realize jimmy had that talent that skill to be an nfl player that he could pursue that as opposed to maybe going into the the workforce the skilled trade workforce you have it in your head uh you know when you get a scholarship all these people talking so highly of him but i think it was uh maybe his junior senior year of college that his coach, Dino Babers, uh, we were just in talking and wishing him good luck on the season. And he sort of gave my wife and I a talking that this could happen and it's going to happen. And, uh, you know, I really didn't even grasp it then. It was still a, a dream. And he said, it's going to happen. So you better start preparing for it and all that. So I would say about his junior, senior year of college. And then to see his career trajectory, right? You go to New England, you're sitting behind the greatest of all time. And then you, the trade happens. You go to San Francisco and, and have tremendous success there. And, and, and now, you know, we, we are where we are right now. But to see how his career path has unfolded, uh, how does that make you feel uh, as a father? Oh, it's, it's just unbelievable. It's uh, a wonderful feeling. Uh, so proud of him. He's worked very hard. Uh, it's not like this is handed to him. Uh, he wasn't the first round draft pick. The number one pick uh, came from a small school. And I think that even made it even more rewarding to see it take place and unfold that way. 
Uh, it's just been a great run, and we're, we're still running. We're not ready to, to, to toss in the towel yet. Well, he's got too much football left to be played for sure. Jimmy, how, how much of that, that desire to work hard, to compete, the competition and embracing that uh, and not feeling entitled to a starting spot and that kind of thing, how much of that did you get from your dad and his work ethic? Oh, I mean, all of it, I guess. I mean, honestly, from him, my brothers, uh, keeping me humble, keeping me just the, the consistency that I would see my dad come home with every single day, you know, whether it was a good or bad day at work, which we all have both. Uh, when he got home, he was always the same consistent guy. And I, I would always just be amazed by that. Cause I mean, dude's getting up at whatever, four thirty, five in the morning, working these late hours. And then he comes back and he's willing to play catch in the backyard with us or something like as little as that. Just, uh, that those consistent steps every single day, it's very relatable to being a quarterback because some days, you know, are harder than others, but you know, you got to put on your hard head and go to work. Where can uh, our, our listeners get more information guys on the international signing day? Blindtools.com or the home depot or home builders Institute, but Kleintools.com would be the first choice. All right. Well, Tony, I appreciate it. Appreciate your time, Jimmy, uh, any preferences where you're going to be? Week one of the NFL season. I gotta ask. I'll you. let you make the prediction. Uh, you gonna leave it up to me? Uh, all right, man. Well, <laughs> I, I, I might say Carolina. We'll see. We'll see. Wherever it is, I we'll wish see. you a ton of success, man. Definitely. Thank you. Thanks for having us today, too. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Located 25 minutes from Center City, Philadelphia, Cairn University is a biblical university centered on Christ and His Word. In any one of our 70-plus on-campus or online programs, you will receive an explicitly biblical and intentionally Christian education that integrates your faith and work. Be taught and mentored by invested faculty. Participate in a dynamic campus life and grow in your faith as you prepare for what's next. Learn more about our undergrad and graduate programs at cairn.edu. That's C-A-I-R-N dot E-D-U. The AP Pro Football Podcast is presented by Cairn University. Time for some final thoughts. You just heard Jimmy Garoppolo say he welcomes competition, and I love that. In an era of entitlement, whether it's athletes, entertainers, just people in general, It is so great to hear someone as accomplished as Jimmy G with an impressive resume say, bring it on. Competition makes everyone better. That's it for this week. Thank you to Jimmy and Tony Garoppolo and Akbar Baja Biamila. And thank you for listening. Please be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your pods. Also, check out my colleague Ralph Russo and his AP Top 25 College Football Podcast. Until next week, I'm Rob Motti reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing. The AP Pro Football Podcast is presented by Cairn University.